Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking about uh, the presidential debacle.
Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. So I know you probably thought I was not going to do a podcast actually on the presidential debate. I tried to stay, you know, super neutral with these things, right? I know um, as millennials, you have a really strong opinion on politics and you should, right? This is our country. This is our future. This is our money. This is our education. This is our kids that we don't even know yet. This is their future. This is our world. This is where we live. And it's so critically important that we don't just check a box on uh, the election ballot just because our friend is checking that box or because we've seen this crazy commercial about it, whatever it may be, that we actually get really educated about this stuff, that we get educated about politics and about our world and especially about our money. And I really hope that's why you guys are tuning in. And, and that's why you're listening to the podcast. And And that's what I love. I, I'm just, I, it gets me like so excited that um, I'm able to bring all of these different money topics to you. And today, you know, I thought we are just hours away from knowing who our next president is, good or bad, upside, downside, backwards, forwards, whatever shakes out, we have moments until we know. And I thought, you know, I really want to do a podcast about what happens if you wake up Wednesday morning and, you know, the stock market plummets. What happens if you wake up Wednesday morning and the stock market soars? You know, how does this all have an impact on your investments, on your stocks, on your 401k, and honestly, on your future? And I thought, you know what, I got to get some friends to help me with this podcast. So I have Jane Barrett. You've heard Jane before on lots of our different podcasts. She is founder and CEO of Goldbean, that amazing company that helps you get started investing right now with really, I mean, you can have just a few bucks in your pocket and you can start investing. And her um, company, Goldbean, is huge on education. And I've also got Andrew Thomas, who is an investment advisor with Bloom. Um, Remember Bloom, we've talked about Bloom a ton. They are that great company that helps you manage your 401k without pie charts, line graphs, and nausea. And, And that I love because all of this stuff is so confusing. So I asked my friends to come together and help us demystify what in the world should you be thinking about with your money? Will the election have an impact on your investments if you're a millennial? So the short answer is yes, um, but it's also not necessarily a long-term impact. You know, yes, the market may rally if there is um, a, we will say, a, a Hillary Clinton win. I think there's a lot more confidence in her as a leader from the stock market perspective. And yes, the market may falter a little if Trump wins, a little, maybe a lot. But again, you have to remember that over history, these gains and losses, they tend to negate each other over time. So the answer is in the short term, yes, there may be an impact, but in neither way is it reason to panic. Andrew, what do you think about this? I mean, is this election doomsday for our money? Yeah, I, you know, I think um, to to echo uh, pretty much what Jane said, I think you could wake up... um, you know, finding finding out who our next president is and see that your account has declined in value, you could just as easily wake up and see that your 401k has increased in value or whatever investment account you have. Um, but the point being that 
Um, does that really matter in the grand scheme of things? If you're a millennial and you're invested, um, like you probably should be, um, very heavily in stocks, then um, that's that's not really going to be a negative um, to you in retirement. In fact, it, it's probably an opportunity to, to think about maybe contributing more um, to your retirement account. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's kind of up in the air. Nobody really knows what's going to happen, but it's certainly a possibility. All right, since Jane and Andrew both agree that whatever president gets in office, it's probably not the end of the world for your money. There is no better time than right now to enter our Niagara Falls getaway giveaway. We've only got a few more hours. The contest is going to be open until November 8th at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Sponsored by our friends at JetBlue Airlines, you could win two tickets, round-trip tickets from LAX to Buffalo, a two-night stay at the amazing Hotel Giacomo, two Discovery Passes to explore all of the amazing attractions at Niagara Falls, plus to top it off, a wine and chocolate pairing for two at Black Willow Winery. I don't know about you, but this sounds like an amazing getaway. So hurry on over to http colon backslash backslash bit.ly backslash Niagara giveaway and get your entry in. So I read this really interesting statistic um, this morning from Fidelity, and I'd love to hear each of your thoughts on it. It said since 1960, the average returns have been 12%. 12.2% Democratic when there was a Democratic president, 11.8% when there was a Republican president. But more interesting, the study found that more than which president or who controlled the Congress, if you invested only in odd years, your returns since 1960 averaged 16.2% over 7.7% for the even years, which is just totally bizarre and random. Jane, what do you think of this? <laughs> I'd say that's kind of a stretch from an analytics perspective, looking for that pattern. But um, uh, what exactly are they tracking? Is that the S&P? Because those numbers are high. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought, too. Yes, they're tracking oh. the S&P. Um, I don't know. I mean, when you look at, like, we know that things happen in cycles, Right. So for the last two years, we've had to deal with the pre-election. You know, we know every four years there'll be an election. And weirdly, often election years are very good for the economy because there is so much like, you know, so much spending going on. But unfortunately, a lot of it just goes to Rupert Murdoch and the media owners. But, um, yeah, I I would say the most the biggest takeaway from those stats is exactly what Andrew and I are saying is stick in it for the long term. Yes, you may have a terrible year because, you know, there are years where the market will go down 13% or 20%. And, like, that's hard. You've worked really hard for that money and to see it go down by such a giant amount. But usually the year after, it overcompensates and ticks back up again. So have a historical point of view. Honestly, the odd to even thing, I have no idea. That's weird. Right? It's very interesting. I read it, like, four or five times. I'm like, wait a minute. That can't be precise, but that's their statistics. So I thought that was very interesting. I think, you know, the you know, what what you're both kind of getting at is the overall thrust is, you know, maybe initially there might be some drop in the stock market, you know, depending on which candidate. But over, you know, over time, if we're if we're fast forwarding like six months ahead or even a year ahead, you know, will the market even care? You know, who knows? But but probably not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I kind of I kind of liken this to just looking over this last year. Um, 
over the summer, the Brexit situation. I, I kind of feel like this could be similar to that, maybe a little bit longer lived. But, um, you know, I, I like to tell clients, you know, the world ends about two or three times a year in the right. stock market. Um, and, you know, in January, that's another example. We had the worst. I think it was the worst start ever uh, for the Dow. And people were panicking. I think we were down 12% by mid-February. And then the market fully recovered by mid-March, I think. Um, and so, yeah, I just try to remind people this stuff is is very common. Um, obviously, um, a presidential election is, is probably more relevant to our market than the Brexit situation in the immediate you know, future. But, um, yeah, it's, it's the long-term perspective that we have to refocus people on. Absolutely. And, you know, many millennials are actually conservative. And, uh, you know, a lot of them that have funds really haven't, you know, dipped their toes into investing or, or even to their retirement plans. I get questions all the time ab- about people who make really good money but are so nervous about investing. You know, Jane, why might this actually be kind of the best time to start investing? So, I mean, you know, the best time to start investing, if you haven't, is just today or tomorrow or any time soon. Like, the sooner the better is always best. But um, but like I said, this has been a very, you know, it's been a very positive market for basically the entire last administration. Like, we've had eight years of, you know, pretty solid growth. So, when you look at what happens next, and when you say start investing, again, especially for millennials, it's such a... It's such, you know, wealth management's for wealthy people. When you start investing, you can start investing with $100. Exactly. And then next year, you put in 1000 and the year after, you might be up to 5000 But the important thing is to start and, you know, stick at it and keep on participating and keep on growing. But, um, you know, we've talked about this before. It's not just about your investing behavior as something that's separate and weirdly, you know, that's something that I do way over there and the rest of my financial life is over here with my budgeting and saving and things like that. I think if you can have people to incorporate a growth mindset, right, I work really hard for my money and I give it to all of these companies to run my life for me. And, you know, unless I'm a participant in the market and unless I'm investing, like that money just flows out of my pocket into somebody else's. And I think at this particular time, especially with potential volatility in the market, like it can be a great time to jump in. Like Andrew said, you know, we've got clients who started their portfolios in February who are doing amazing right now. Right. <laughs> and it was just from timing. Again, you can't time the market over a course of a lifetime, but that entry point really can make a short-term impact. Yeah. Andrew, what do you think about that? So you brought up 2008 and I know I had mentioned it too. Um, you know, personally at that time I was still in, in college and going through, um, that crisis, that whole crisis, um, as a student and, um, really a great learning opportunity. At the same time, I was, I was beginning to really develop an interest in investing and, um, had no idea what to do other than I thought, Hey, you know, this, things are getting cheaper. I should invest. Um, that's, I guess what I should do. And, um, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is 2008 scared a ton of, of people, an entire generation, I would say, uh, out of the stock market. You know, I, I think I've seen several studies showing the amount of cash that, um, that millennials hold on to, and a lot of that is because of they're afraid they're afraid of what to do with it if they were to invest. Um, they don't want their account to turn into what their parents did, you know. 
they went they went through that firsthand. Um, and so I I try to remind people that the fact is it's a really comforting fact um, throughout history we've still never seen a single example of a crash or a a decline of any amount even in the Great Depression where the market did not recover uh, at some point sometimes it takes longer but at some point from from that decline um, so 100% of every single decline we've ever seen has been followed by a recovery and often a quick robust recovery so if you if you try to jump in and out um, what you're gonna end up doing is then trying to figure out when to get back in and you're probably gonna miss out on the the upswing so again it, it does co- come right back to um, you know stick with it for the long term if you're just getting into investing um, you know if, if you're investing for a short-term goal it's a little bit different because um, you probably don't want to have everything uh, or even that much in stocks at all. Um, but the cool thing is there's so many great technologies and apps like Goldbean, like uh, obviously Jane represents, um, and, and other others out there as well that um, give people like millennials earlier in their careers that don't have a lot of money to get started on this and pay commissions and things like that, gives them the opportunity to to get that experience and learn about the markets. I don't know what's going to happen on Wednesday morning. I don't know what we're going to wake up to. I don't know who's going to be our next president. I don't I don't know any of that. But again, I just want to echo my thoughts from the beginning. And this is really, this is our country. This is our world. This is our future. Uh, this is the future we're making for ourselves, for our children, for our children's children and generations and generations to come. So it's really important that we become super knowledgeable about everything, not just the president, but all of those state measures, all of those little tiny boxes that you're going to poke on election day that you at least have some opinion about whether they're right or wrong. And and maybe it's not the perfect opinion. I don't know. Maybe you, you know, can't learn all of the facts. I know in California, we have like a crazy 24 or 26 ballot measures. I mean, it's crazy, right? But I know how important it is. So spend some time. If you're listening to this podcast, I hope it inspired you. Spend some time. Learn about what you're going to check when you go to the polls tomorrow. And most importantly, learn about your money. Learn about your investments. Learn about all of these things. If you want some great resources to a couple of books that I love about investing, check the show notes. I'll make sure and put the links there. As always, please follow me on Twitter at Game, Instagram at Millennial underscore money. It will expand your brain.